Welcome to a quick morning edition of Hugging the Mic. I'm Tucker Partridge. Saul Malone will not be joining me today, so he cannot tell you hello. Uh, he's feeling a little under the weather this week, so we are wishing him the best, obviously. We're going to do just a brief breakdown of the Florida game that's happening later tonight, just to kind of get some last minute thoughts out there and see what happens. So instead of the usual two-man jam session that this usually is, we're going to be going a little more freeform solo jazz style. Obviously, we'll be taking on the Florida Gators today down in the swamp, down in Gainesville, place where Arkansas has never won, excluding um, the shall we say, SEC officiating snafu in 2009. Other than that, really hasn't been much luck down there for the Hogs, and I think even the most optimistic Hog fan is looking at a probable loss in this game. However, there are a lot of things that we can look at to maybe give us a little hope, a lot of neat storylines heading into this game. And I do think, for what it's worth, before we get into it, that Arkansas has a chance to make this one closer than a lot of people think. So starting out, let's just take a look at this Florida offense that I think is what the biggest source of fear is ahead of this game. They will be without Kyle Pitts, their wonderful tight end who will absolutely play in the NFL. So I suppose there is some hope in regard to just having that kind of big player not on the field. Although, of course, we wish him a quick recovery. Obviously, the big focus of the day without Pitts will be Kyle Trask, who is putting together a Heisman-quality season. And that's in a really, really talented field of quarterbacks. Obviously, he's dealing with guys like Derek King, but also Trevor Lawrence and Ian Book and lots of, I mean, Justin Fields. The list goes on and on in terms of quarterbacks who are having great years this year, and Kyle Trask is kind of having the best of the bunch. He's throwing touchdowns for fun and not throwing any interceptions, which obviously is going to keep you in a lot of ball games. 22 touchdowns on the year and three interceptions to go with 1,815 yards passing. Uh, it's really been a special year for him. Only been sacked five times, so his offensive line is keeping him upright, and he's making a lot of good decisions to just not take sacks. Getting pressure on him is going to be the key to this game, and whether or not Arkansas can do it, I'm not sure. We've gotten pressure with rushing only three this year. We've sent some kind of cool blitzes, so... I definitely think we're capable of getting pressure, but it's going to be a really tough task. This is going to be alongside Texas A&M in terms of an experienced offense that we're probably just going to have a hard time with. I This will be absolutely the best offense that we face all year, aside from probably Alabama. But again, this Florida offense may be better. Interestingly enough, though, they do not like to run the ball much. Damian Pierce, their starting running back, only has about 221 yards rushing this year. That's really not a lot to talk about, but a lot of the damage that their running backs do comes in the passing game. I don't know how many of you watched the Georgia game last week, but it was a great game, but resulted in a lot of wheel routes out of the backfield to the halfbacks, and that is where they feast. So 
it's really the passing game that you have to worry about. Obviously, Pitts is out, but receivers like Kadarius Tony and Trevon Grimes are both incredible talents. You don't have to leave very far from Gainesville to find just incredible players in high school. And obviously, Dan Mullen has brought several of them in. Kadarius Tony is definitely going to be one to watch on the field because of the absence of Pitts. I think he tends to be kind of their big play guy where they draw up a lot of cool things for him. So he'll definitely be one to look out for with Pitts being gone and definitely one who's going to be getting our focus. Now, the question is, can we cause enough problems to force Kyle Trask into some quick decisions to where maybe he gets in trouble or to where they have to rely on that ground game a little more? A lot of times you try to stop the run and make bad quarterbacks beat you with the pass. In this scenario, you're almost going to want to stop the pass so that they can beat us with the run because uh, Kyle Trask is just on another level this year. And it's really going to come down to having the kind of special game that we had against Ole Miss where guys were just making plays and jumping routes. I think it's going to take that kind of performance for the Hogs to have a hope of winning this game. With that said, on the other side of the ball, I think there's a chance to move here. They have given up quite a bit of yardage in games this year, and games, you know, that they should have put away have been a little closer simply because uh, they haven't been as sound on defense. In particular, their close game with South Carolina this year actually, to me at least, looks like kind of a dark spot on their record simply because I don't think South Carolina is that good. Obviously, Ole Miss put up a ton of points against them. But again, it's just that their offense has outfired everybody except for Texas A&M this year. I do look for the team to be playing hard because Felipe Franks is going back to Florida. I don't think Felipe Franks ever really got a fair shot at Florida and to maybe some controversy, I think that maybe he was better than Florida gave him credit for. In my opinion, before Kyle Trask, Felipe Franks was the best quarterback that they had had since Tim Tebow. And they just never really seemed to like him down there. Always seemed to blame him for issues that I'm not sure were entirely his fault, obviously, as he was at the end of the McIlwain disaster, if we're going to put that nicely. Um but it will be interesting to see him kind of go home and see his reception. I imagine that they will look fondly back on his time with them. And I don't, you know, anticipate that they'll be booing him or something. But it does beg the question, you know, why you booed him so often when he was your starting quarterback. I hope at least that we get a good game out of Felipe Franks. And I think the team will be fired up to play for him and see the game through for him kind of a revenge game type scenario, I guess. Will obviously be an interesting game because this will be our first game without Sam Pittman due to his COVID diagnosis. Obviously, we wish the coach well. Hope he recovers quickly. Obviously, he's said that he's been asymptomatic, but with the positive tests, you never know what this virus can do to your body. That it's not doing... Uh, apparently with symptoms so obviously just hope he makes a quick recovery and gets back out on the sideline i'm sure the players will be motivated to play for barry odom who has a win in the swamp so something to think about at least but 
I just I think there's so much unique going on in this game that it's really going to be hard to see a win. But at the same time, I don't put us out of this game in terms of fight. I don't see this team folding under the pressure like they would have in the past couple of years. And I think we've played with Georgia and A&M at least well enough against teams that are just out of our league this year that I don't anticipate a blowout. I saw a prediction of Florida by 17. I don't think so at all. I think this will be closer to 10, maybe seven points. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Florida will just come in and steamroll us. But I think with Odom as our defensive coordinator, they're just, it's going to be a little harder to move the ball. And if we get take uh, takeaways and force some turnovers and force Kyle Trask into bad decisions and maybe they struggle without Kyle Pitts, there, I suppose, is a realistic scenario for us to win this game, but it's absolutely going to take kind of that freak seven interceptions effort against Ole Miss. Uh, and I don't, I don't know that that's going to happen very often. Obviously, we've said that we're going to kind of regress to the mean on defense. I do think last week proved that that's not necessarily the case, that this defense is good. But I just don't know if they're that good yet. We'll see. I think I would look for big games from Jalen Catalan and hopefully uh, Hudson Clark, kind of the defensive backs, the corners. And the safeties, I'm going to look to a lot because they're going to be tested a lot this game. Obviously, we hope Jonathan Marshall and the line can get pressure because we're probably going to be dropping eight guys almost every time just based on the way we've played against the past this year. We'll see. I think Jonathan Marshall's that good, but I also think that Florida's offensive line may be that good. The good news, I guess, is that there's not enough of a running game to really give you concern about what they're doing. But the short passing game and the wheel routes out of the backfield are obviously going to keep the defense tested. So again, I expect to see a lot of dropping eight and only rushing three in this game. Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe we'll send more. I'm not sure. But that's kind of how I see this one going. And that's where Florida is comfortable. So I'm sure that their passing offense will be humming along. With that said... I would look for, on offense, uh, just consistency. You know, we've had a couple of really good quarters this year. The third quarter last week, obviously, is one of the best quarters I've ever watched. If we can put that together for a whole game, or maybe even just three quarters, the offense moves the ball well enough that I think they'll be able to stay in the game. But we can't have the strange play calls and cute tricksy stuff in the red zone like we have been. I I just think that kills momentum. I think it hurts what the offense has going when it's driving and that a couple of times this year, Kendall Bryles has just kind of like outthought himself in the red zone and we cannot do that today. There cannot be empty possessions in this game because we're going to have to score points to keep up. So whether that means we start going for it on fourth to not risk any special team snafus, which have been a common theme this year, whether that means that we need to just treat it like a normal drive and not worry about doing it like 10 laterals on a play. 
whatever it takes, offense is going to have to move the ball in this game. And I think they can against this defense. It's just, can our defense show up? And I think our defense is that good. And I think our defense is capable, but it's going to be a tough ask. It's really going to be a tough ask. I think if Arkansas wins this game, it'll be a close like 28 to 21 with a lot of turnovers from Florida. If Arkansas loses this game, which I obviously think is more probable, I think it'll be close, probably 10 points, maybe 44 to 34. I think if Arkansas can hold Florida under 35 points, they have a great shot at winning. I just don't think Arkansas is going to hold Florida under 35 points. We'll see. We'll be one of, I hope, the better defenses that they faced this year. They were able to do some great things against a really banged up Georgia defense, though. And the only other defense that I would say that they faced this year would be a&ms who they lost to so there is a chance i suppose and the homer in me is always going to give us a chance but this is going to be a hard one there is no doubt about it thank you so much for joining us on this quick preview of the game it's really fun to keep doing these things and i hope it at least gives you some kind of content to say you until 6 p.m when we have kickoff in a very scary game Please follow us on Twitter at Hog and Mike Pod. I'll be tweeting from that account for this game and probably Saul too. Uh, get well soon, Saul. Follow us personally on Twitter at Tucker Partridge and at Saul Malone. I will have a new pigtails up today, so be on the lookout for that. Otherwise, please give us a like and subscribe to us and rate us well if you think we're doing a good job on your favorite podcast app that helps people find the show. And wear a mask and stay safe. It's a frustrating year, definitely. And one that seems to be kind of splitting apart at the seams, as we've seen four out of seven SEC games canceled this weekend. Just keep in mind that as little a difference as wearing a mask makes, it makes a difference. So that's all I've got, guys. Sam Pittman, get better. Saul, get better. And all of you, go Hogs. Go Hogs.